Paul prays for the saints to be what? Filled with the fruit of righteousness. It's right there. Verse 11. Filled with the fruit of righteousness. To bear fruit, it says right there, in every good work. Following Christ is a productive lifestyle. And so when I'm praying for those that I love, my friends, number one, I, I pray that there would be spiritual fruit that comes forth in their life. That they would walk by the Spirit, and as they walk by the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is there, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, long-suffering. I mean, my prayers can have a direct impact in the, quality, the spiritual quality of life for people I love. I, I just find that truly amazing. If you don't believe prayer has that kind of power, then we won't pray. But if I really believe that, that I can have an impact on your life by praying that you would be fruitful in your walk with Jesus Christ, that's powerful, isn't it? I hope I got 150 people praying that for me. I'm not going to ask you to put me on your list. But if the Lord says, here's an extra line, put me on your list then, all right? The fruit is qualified in verse 11. You can go back to that scripture. Filled with the fruit of what? Righteousness. Following Christ is a productive lifestyle, but it's also a pure lifestyle. Purity, holiness, righteousness. There's way too much compromise in the church today. And Paul says, pray that, that our lives would be Lives marked by purity and righteousness. Insight, I. If you go to the back of the, uh, the insert, there's other scriptures. They're parallel scriptures. One in Colossians. And so this one's in, in, in uh, Colossians later on, some of the, the, the scriptures that we, we pray for. That's extra credit, all right? Insight. What does Paul say about insight? Verse 9, and this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. Unfailing, unconditional love. It's not easy to love one another. It's trying. Isn't it? So we need to, to pray for one another that, that we would have the kind of love that, that Jesus Christ had. Energy. We need this one. E, energy. That's Philippians 5 and 6 and Colossians 1.11. You can turn that over and, and find that, that scripture in Colossians where, where Paul says that you would experience 
the energy, the power like that of the resurrection. We have so much technology to make our lives easier. But most of the people we talk to are tired. Upon asking someone how they're doing, how often do we hear, and I'm guilty of this, how often do we hear, man, I feel strong in the power of God. I am energized and empowered. I feel like taking on some giants today. Just, I want to be encouraged, but rarely do I... Do I hear that in my conversations and rarely do I say that to anyone when they ask me how I'm doing. I just, you know, oh man, I'm tired. I'm stressed. I'm maxed out. We've got all this technology that's supposed to make everything easier. We're busy. We're burned out, we're worn out, we're fatigued, we're overwhelmed, we're discouraged, we're fearful and worried. And that's on a good day. As Christians, the world, non-believers, non-Christians should look at Christians and say, wow, he's positive, she's positive. There's there's some life going on in that person. What's going on there? We just need people to pray that we would have that power. Needs. Paul prayed for the needs. It's all in the prison epistles. You can read about it there. I just lumped this together. Everyone has specific needs. Fruit, righteousness, insight, energy, and then needs. What are the needs of your friend today? Maybe it's physical healing. Maybe there's some emotional pain going on. Maybe there's some depression. A rebellious child, aging parents, job difficulties, mountains that need to be moved, giants that need to be defeated. But there's specific needs. And we hone in on those needs. And we get behind them. When did Moses win the battle? In the Old Testament. And he went in, when he, he saw the, the giants in the land and there was a battle going on, he was up ahead, up on a high mountain, so to speak. He looked down and his armies were fighting against the armies against God. And they only were winning when his arms were up. When his arms went down, People were defeated. And Aaron and Hur came and they helped Moses lift his arms. That's what we do in pray, prayer when we, when we pray for each other's needs. You know, your prayer might be the prayer that helps somebody, somebody out of their depression. If someone today who... Is very depressed. 
And God's going to put that person on your heart and you're going to begin to pray that that spirit of depression would lift. And you're going to go on the doing side. We're actually going to do some things. We're actually going to make some contacts. And we're going to hear some testimonies about people who are saying, I had some real significant heartfelt needs going on in my life. You prayed for me. And God did a miracle. I believe that's going to happen. Delight is the last one. Be a friend. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy. And Paul had joy when he shouldn't have had joy. And he's praying for the people he loves to have joy. Delight. There's times when this joy comes on me. There's no reason for it, this delight that I have. I just, there's, there's nothing that I can simply point to and say, the reason for my delight is this. And when that happens, I think, I just have, a, I have this, this thought that maybe somebody right now is praying for me. God put someone, put me on someone's heart. They're praying, and there's just this, this sense of delight. So in conclusion, we don't like to admit it, but we have this strange gravitational pull to ourselves. I learned something in my 40s (laughs) that I should have known in junior high school. I I know that some teacher taught me this. Probably in junior high. And I was, I, I either was gone that day from class or I was just simply not paying attention to the teacher. But it, it should have happened when I was in junior high, Marlowe. That age. I didn't know this until in my 40s. I didn't know what caused ocean waves. You're looking at me going, wow, that's kind of interesting. <laughs> You're not as smart as a fifth grader. I'm sitting on the beach, okay? I don't remember all the specifics, but I'm watching the waves, hearing them pound against the shoreline, marveling at their beauty and power, and I ask this question. What causes these waves? Now, I know 99% of you know the answer to that question, right? You know what causes ocean waves. I know it's the wind, all right? Give me the easy answer, the wind. Well, sometimes it's, it's not as windy. I mean, there's always wind. It's like, man, it's not hurricane when I'm sitting at this beach watching these waves, the sound crashing down, rolling, and then you go to bed, you got the sliding glass door open, and what do you hear? 
the waves constantly all night long. It's a wonderful thing when you're in Minnesota just thinking about it. The waves are caused primarily because of the gravitational pull that the earth has on the moon and the gravitational pull that the sun has on us. Earth is pulling on the moon and the sun is pulling on us. The result is what? Waves. There's incredible gravitational power going on in the universe. Now, if I'm wrong, because I didn't fact check it, all right, I just talked to my friend. This is what he told me. Didn't Google it. Don't Google it now. <laughs> if I'm wrong, just politely tap me on the shoulder out there and say, well, I think you got it a little bit backwards. All I know is there's some gravitational pull going on. It's causing all of these waves. And then I'm thinking about me. And my problem is that in my fallen human state, I struggle with the selfish gravitational pull going on in my own life. Seems like life revolves around this little planet being me, the planet of me. I'm trying to do life. It's just, whoosh, I'm just thinking about how this is going to affect me. How is this going to impact me? Why am I doing what I'm doing? It's whoosh, this power, this gravitational pull towards me in my fallen human state. And sometimes the thing that gets me out of this pull It's like it slings me out of my own gravitational pull. Is prayer. Prayer breaks me away from me. It's when that pull is broken and I enter into someone else's orbit. It's like I'm slingshot out of my own orbit into the the orbit of the person I'm praying for. I'm just saying, how am I going to pray for Deanna? I'm her friend. I'm going to pray F. She would be fruitful. R, that that she would love righteousness and walk in righteousness. You, what's you? No, I, see, I'm using a different acronym. I, insight, right? She would have insight, discernment. E, she'd be energized. It'd be this power of the resurrection. N, here's the specific, specific needs that she has. D, there would be a sense of delight in her life. And I'm out of my orbit. I'm into hers. And now how we're going to close is I want you to, to do something. To, to take that, that insert 
Do you have that? I want everyone to grab that insert. I want you to take that home with you. You're saying, I don't know what to pray. Just pray these prayers. They're specific prayers. Extra credit is on the back. If you don't know how to pray, just take this with you. And then when, when it really comes right down to it, if this message is going to have any impact at all, I mean any impact, is if you identify one person, number two, or number one, identify one person in your immediate family and two people from your church family, and then you write their names on the card, and you just start praying for them, and you see the little, little space there, or the line, right after the name, you know what that's for? That's if you contact that person. And let them know, hey, John, God laid you on my heart. I want you to know that this week I specifically prayed for you. Mary, I want you to know God laid you on my heart. And I prayed for you. Imagine if everyone here did this. You and I would walk in next Sunday and the Sundays afterwards and go, wow, I don't know what happened in my walk with Christ, but there's a, there's a revival going on in my heart. And I just have to believe it's because people are praying for me. So I challenge you to do it, all right? So let's pray, Lord. Holy Spirit, thank you for your word. Thank you for this inspired scripture. I ask, Lord, that you would help us to be a doer of your word. It's a simple scripture. It's just straightforward. And you've reminded us that we we have what we need to pray for each other. We have the script. Now all we need to do by the power of the Spirit is be obedient and do it. So I ask God that you would give us the grace, the desire. You would remind us and that we would become more and more a praying church all for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand with me. We have some some folks here that are on our prayer team. They're going to come forward, and they're here to pray for you and with you. And as they do, God bless you. You are dismissed.